mostly a pretty chill dog, but every once in a while, like, she was, she ran from one side of the upstairs all the way onto like our futon and like jumped up on it. And the whole thing went <laughs> back and then like propelled her back out. Do, do you and do you like, call it the zoomies when she does that? When she like zooms around? No, but it's appropriate. Well, it's funny when I was um, adopting Leo and they did the home visit because it's one of those rescues. And she, mm. the lady was looking around and she was like, so the only thing I'd say is you have a lot of cords and that could be a problem when the dog has the zoomies. And I was like, I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> No, I haven't heard that, but it, it's exactly what she just said. Where she's just like, I just want to run around. And now she's, I don't know. Here, let me see if I can do this real quick for you. Viewers at home won't enjoy this, or listeners, but. <gasps> oh, hi, lady. Now she's hi. just laying there. Oh, what a sweet girl. Um. Okay. I, I need to get this concert story out of me. <laughs> can I first share? Okay, before you do that, can I share this really meta thing that's happening right now? What's up? We are, are your parents watching? My parents are listening to the last episode with Tara on oh, okay, it okay, okay, while okay. we are recording this episode. I didn't know if they, I like on the other side of the screen where I can't see, was your parents just sitting there? <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting there with headphones in, laughing, yeah. and no. Though. Waiting, you know, not even with headphones in, they're just like, I can't wait to hear what Ryan said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, no, they're on the other side of the house, but yeah, it's um, funny, which like, I, I know I told Tara this already, but like kudos to Tara for a great job co-hosting. I thoroughly she did enjoyed very that well. episode. We also did that at the same time we did that peanut butter video for the fundraiser we're working mm-hmm. on. And she has really good, I mean, a screen and audio presence. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I was very impressed with how well she did. I think she's better at this than me. If I'll just hit play from now on and you and her can discuss Frasier. I mean, oh, that would, actually, we should do that sometime where it's just a Tara and Laurel episode talking about um, it, Well, Frasier Like I said, it'll probably things. have to be me going like, yeah, it'll probably have to be me going, one, two, three, play, and then I, like, run out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we pick some time where we're about to record and you have, like, a stomach virus, and so you just press record, and then, like, you know. <laughs> you just hear in the background, just, oh, God. <laughs> All right, so I have, another concert, <laughs> I have another concert story that involves uh, drugs, but this time they had nothing to do with me. Well, that's already so- not as fun, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh my god this is this is the craziest concert experience i've ever had the the weirdest the weirdest concert experience i've ever had um we went to go see uh uh ben folds and cake mm-hmm. and they started out with a band called tall heights very kind of sleepy rock band very good then they were the band for ben folds and they were amazing they had beautiful harmonies with ben folds ben folds as always is great i love seeing ben folds tara and i were there to see ben folds we've been seeing ben folds together we really like him but i like cake uh, also, I, I like the band cake. cake. <laughs> and what's your favorite come... cake, listeners? Tell us. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they come out, and you've you've heard cake before. You know the lead singer has a very distinctive, like the distance. Sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. I may not have heard He's... cake. Uh, you've heard the distance. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. You never oh, heard that song? okay, yes. So he's got a very Man, distinct kind of... it was like cake of... was in the room, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that he has a very distinctive voice. All of his songs, he's got a very limited range, but it's interesting. He comes out and he starts singing. I'm like, he sounds a little weird. Before the before Cake starts, they play... They start playing uh, the Rocky IV montage music, which Tara identifies in two notes. <laughs> 
because I don't know if you know this about Tara, but she's a huge Rocky fan. Okay, did not know this about Tara. It tracks, though, <laughs> but, with her love of Philly. But it was like this two synth notes. It was like, beeper, and Tara goes, oh my god, this is the Rocky song. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they play the entirety of that song, which is probably about four to five minutes. And then Kate comes out, and my thought was as soon like, as the song's uh, day crescendoing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, as soon as it hits in, they're going to hit their first note or whatever song. No! They get out there, and the lead singer starts tuning his guitar for, like, 45 seconds to, like, a minute. I'm like, huh, okay, well, this is a weird choice. And then they go into a completely instrumental song, which, this, as this guy noted next to us, goes, instrumental followed by an instrumental. Hmm, bold choice. <laughs> and we're like, what is happening? Now, there's another friend of ours there in the front row, and that will come into play here in a little bit. So... They get in between, they finish that instrumental, and then, like, he turns around and just starts talking to people in the band for, like, a minute. And then he goes, all right, here's a new song, here's another song. And they just start playing their song. Like, there's no banter. And then he starts having banter with the audience, and it's real kind of stinted and slow and meandering. And he's, at one point, trying to get everyone to clap. And then he starts identifying some of the audience who didn't clap. Now, this is in, like, Austin 360, which is a huge venue, Mm -hmm. right? And he's like, this guy didn't clap. You don't have to clap, sir. It's a free country. But I encourage you to stop surfing on the energy of others to create satisfaction in your life. Which, nothing endears a crowd to you like being antagonistic yes. with a member of the audience. And antagonistic okay, to so him like, for simply not clapping. <laughs> well, he's... And some people are, like, laughing and kind of ha-ha-ha at him. The, 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 there's, like, the pit in front, and then there's seats after that. So we're in the seats. The pit didn't seem to really care what was going on. They were just like, woo! Everyone around us in seats were like, what's going on with this guy? So then he starts, he goes, all right, so this song's about a time when gas was cheap. Hey, are you guys excited to go to war in Saudi Arabia? I know I am. We really need to assert ourselves on the world stage right now. Burn. He starts playing this song, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so politics comes into it a little later. So then he just starts, so then he goes, okay, guys, before this next song, there's something I have to do. He runs backstage, and he brings on a tree. Like, you heard me right, a tree. Definitely thought you were going to say brings on a cake. <laughs> thought no, that was- <laughs> a tree. Like, the ones you see at Home Depot that, like, yes, are new, and yes. you're just about to plant them. And he goes, okay, if you go on our website, there's a picture of the earth, and then there's little triangles all over it. You should try clicking on one of them, because they represent cities. Sacramento. And I go, this is like long pause. I'm like, yes, Sacramento is a city. Good job. I'm sorry. Is it like Laurel reading Wikipedia where I'm scrolling? Yes, it was huge spaces where I'm like, where is he going with this? We start getting texts from my friend who's further up than us. And he's like, we're missing music so he can do this. And he's like, we give out a tree at every concert. And then we take pictures of people, all types of people. Little people, skinny people, dent, and he keeps like describing things. I'm like, where are you going with this? The the short answer is they give out trees, they get people to take pictures of them, they put it on their website. You can watch like these trees grow, like see pictures of them, right? Which is gonna take years so, for those trees to show progress. <laughs> it well, it took years for him to finish this interlude. <laughs> the tree had because grown <laughs> the, because yes, it bore it, it bore fruit and it <laughs> fell off. He so he goes, who wants this tree? Okay, what kind of tree do you think this is? And he points to someone. They're like apple. He's like not an apple. Good guess though. What does anyone else have a guess? Birch. No, it's not a birch tree. <laughs> he's just like someone goes peach, and he's like it is a peach tree. Come up here. Then just we wait for the woman to like go around, get through the crowd, go up on stage. And he's like blabbering some more. 
conservatively, this was 20 minutes of the concert. Is him giving away this tree and then like making them promise to this. And then he starts calling out about how long he's taking to do it. He goes, This guy down here has his arms crossed. He's upset. He's going to cut write a sternly worded letter to the venue about how much time I took. And I like go to my friend. I'm like, So he's drunk, right? He's like, Oh no, this is high because it's kicking in more and more as the night goes on. And he's not drinking anything on stage. And we're like, Oh no. So. Again, conservatively, 20 minutes of the concert go by. So she, he gives the woman the tree. She, like, carries it off stage. And I just go, this woman's concert is ruined. It's over. Because what are you going to do with a tree in a concert? Yeah. Like, he just, I thought it was like, we work with a local nonprofit to plant a tree in a community. Like, no. no we give it out so, to a concert goer. So then. That person may not even live there. <laughs> this part of the story is a little visual, so I'll do my best to kind of... So she walks off. So we see her walk off stage, and she's carrying the tree. She puts it down next to some people, and we see her doing, like, big arms <laughs> and, like, saying stuff, which is essentially, what the F am I supposed to do with this tree? Yes. And they're like, we don't know. And they shrug. And finally, they're like, okay. And they, like, take it a little bit back behind the stage, and she goes back in. So I'm assuming they either took it out back and just threw it in a dump. <laughs> took it or, like, and shot it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, or... She, uh, you know, she was going to come get it later. So he, he goes, all right, guys, I know that was a lot of distraction, but we're just going to burn through the next songs to get to the end. They did not do that. They talked some more. Did, and did he give away, like, I, I, I don't know, a, a bonsai next? No, he gave away very poorly worded political opinions. <laughs> for example. Free for the, the taking. One? So they're, they're singing a song. And he keeps doing this. He keeps kind of raising his hand like this. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, hey. And then everyone starts doing it back to him. He goes, we should all probably get used to that, doing this signal as as this uh, uh, administration is going. Insinuating that it was like a lackadaisical Nazi salute. Which is not at and, all what it looks like. It looks like, uh, listeners, it, it looks like it, a very slow basketball dribble. Right, but he's doing, okay, so this is what it looks like from the side. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess it, was so like do- that. it does look but, like and that. And when, when you see everybody doing it in the crowd, it was real. Like, as soon as he said that, it was funny because everybody in the seats went, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, we're not going to do that anymore. But people in the in the pit were like, we can't understand you. And just kept doing it for a while. So then he gets to the end. He goes, all right. So, again, he promised us he was going to make, like, burn through to the end of the concert. He goes, all right, so we're going to play a game. I'm going to divide the group in half. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, man, just just do the show. Play sheep, go to heaven. And then he he goes, we're going to divide them by that uh, American flag. You could tell there wasn't a massacre today because it's a full mast. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, I agree with you politically, but that is not we're here. what we're here to do. And you're, it's not even like you're taking an interesting or good stand. Yes. You're just like, this sucks, or being sarcastic, and no one can tell what you're talking about. So I turned to Tara, and she turns to me kind of the same time. We're like, are you ready to go? Yeah, <laughs> we're like, ready to go. <laughs> we're out of here. And, like, it, there was a big exodus after that. And I don't know that it, – it didn't seem like a group that was um, – people who were like this is not i don't believe in that and he should love our country i think people were just tired of this political yeah crap. yeah no i well so. like you said not not particularly groundbreaking or well worded yes. yeah um wow but, but then also from this concert i have a fraser story which we will get into right after this hello craniacs <laughs> i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're the craniacs we get together and we talk about fraser laurel here is the 
Uh, I'm the opening local band when it comes to Frasier knowledge. I know a little. I'm kind of interesting, but not a lot of people are there to hear me. Laurel is the main event star headliner of, of the Fra- of the great Frasier Rock concert. Yes, I'm, Shana- I'm Shania I... Twain coming in on a flying motorcycle, as she does at her concerts. Does she really? She does. Like Hagrid? Um, <laughs> a, a, a slightly more uh, sleek of a motorcycle than Hagrid's. Um, <laughs> For all you Harry Potter folks this, out there. <laughs> at this concert, and I posted this on the uh, group page, I saw them somebody with a... Uh, it was like if Frasier were a metal band. I saw that. Saw that. Go, go really... check it out on the Facebook group. And I was like, I, I, I was kind like, of want oh that my... shirt. <laughs> well, I was always like, oh my god, look at that guy. And Tara's like, who? I'm like that guy right there. And I thought I was being quiet, and he raised his hand, <laughs> like me. He's talking about me, and turned. I go, can you turn around? Because he was walking away, and he turned around and pointed. I was like, yeah. And I almost wanted to take a picture with him. I wanted to be like, I have a Frasier podcast. Can I take a picture with you? But I was like, already embarrassed myself by being like thought i was being quiet and you heard me so i i think i think you should have done it but you know you do you <laughs> um, um so that was my fraser story for the week how, how how are you doing how is how is how was your trip it, good thank you thank you it was uh, like just what you want which is in terms of driving the most uneventful 1500 miles ever like no traffic anywhere no bad weather like everything went according to plan the worst thing i can say about my route was that there were not enough sonics along the way um (laughs) but yeah i stopped in i visited a new state north carolina never been so cross, cross that off the list got to see lots of friends along the way um which was great, and now I'm now we're in the same state, the same time zone, which is the best part of this. Yeah, and 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 listeners, if this is sounding a little sleepy, it's because we're recording close to almost ten o'clock. It is almost, and 10 it o'clock. is time for the return of Fraser after, after dark. After dark, after dark. Yes. Well, so you, you want to get started? Yeah, yeah. We are talking about episodes 16 and 17 from season four. Episode 16 is the unnatural. Now, I did something a little unnatural in watching these, and that... <laughs> I don't know why that got such a laugh out of you. <laughs> something, it, was, it was A, a good segue, and B, I'm curious to hear what this is. I watched the episodes. <laughs> that sounds so lame. I watched the episodes out of order. Oh no! Did you watch? Did you watch Roz's turn? I mean, it's not like they were sequential. Well, so. because um, I am now currently um, my roommates are my parents, and so they had actually just they're a little bit ahead of us in terms of watching, so they'd already watched mm. sixteen, and so we watched seventeen together, and then on my own I watched sixteen. So, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, let me pull up the old Netflix synopsis here. And did you enjoy me predicting the the Netflix synopsis on the one with Tara? I I, I got I chuckled heartily at that. Um, <laughs> I yeah, that that was that was really great. Um, oh, hang on, let's see. I almost want to try and predict this an one. Um, okay, the unnatural. Okay, go ahead and predict it. I'm trying to remember what happens first. I feel like I could do this better. This is. It's like uh, Roz has a hard time at the company softball game. <laughs> That's so, it. That's my it's prediction. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit of a better synopsis in the past, but it's still pretty lame. Fraser's son Frederick is coming to Seattle for a visit, so Fraser excitedly makes all sorts of plans. Yeah, it, it keeps it keeps softball out of it, which is funny because the the name of the episode is a baseball reference. Yes, exactly. Do, have you seen the movie The Natural? I love The Natural. 
I have never seen it. Tell what like what is it about? Share share a little bit. The Natural is about it's a Robert Redford movie and it's fantastic. Everyone should see it. And it's Robert Redford is very good at baseball at a young age. Actually, the way it starts is he's very good at baseball and then his father has a heart attack under a tree and then lightning strikes that tree and he makes a baseball bat out of what's left of the tree and it's called Wonder Boy and he he does a little thing in it. So then he. He is like like some like basically Babe Ruth, although it's not Babe Ruth. They call him like the Lopper or something like that. Comes through his town and is like he talks. Everyone talks about how great a pitcher he is, and the and the Whopper's like, ah, but you couldn't strike me out. Nobody strikes me out, and he strikes him out. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna take you into town. We're gonna take you to the big city. We're gonna get you a, a baseball deal. This is like in the, you know, I guess post World War Two era. I'm not exactly sure when it's when, but. While he's doing that, this really crazy lady, like, starts talking to him and is like, are you the best there ever was? And then he's like, yes. And then she, like, goes into his hotel room and shoots him and then jumps out the window. And it's a very weird, like, as I was describing it, I'm, it's just things I'm used to in the movie and going like, yeah, then this happens and this happens. I'm like, to someone who's never watched this movie, this is probably very odd. It, yes, that was, yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about The Natural is, um, if anyone's ever been to a Texas Rangers game, whenever a Ranger scores a home run, yes. they play the theme from The Natural. And I love that. Like, it just makes me so, because I'm very happy every time I hear it, they've just scored a home run. So, and my mom's always like, it's a theme from The Natural. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. That that song, the ba-da, 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 that's written by the same guy who wrote, like, you got a friend in me. Oh, Randy, Randy, Randy Newman? No, Newman? Randy Newman. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. I think you might. I'm pretty sure you're right. Like, you got a friend in me from Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Yes. For some reason, I got Randy Quaid stuck in my head. And not. Not right. Not. The, nope. Not him. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, this this episode has a lot more to do with softball than, than, than the Netflix description would have you believe. Uh, it basically boils down to while Frederick is there, Bulldog needs another player in their company softball game and lies to Frederick that... Uh, Frazier is better than he is, so Frazier, so Frederick wants to see Frazier play. Now, this is a re- the first. This is the first time we've had a return, Frederick. This is the first two time, Frederick. Is is it? So the only other time we've seen this Frederick is the Thanksgiving episode. <clears throat> is that correct? I believe okay, so. Okay, so yes, but and like I said, whenever we first saw this Frederick, this is a Frederick we have, as far as I know, for the entirety of the series. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yes, this is a return, Frederick. And and I think I said this the first time. I like this Frederick better because mm-hmm. he seems more like a crane. He mm-hmm. seems more like a, a a crane boy. Yes, yes. Um, I, how did you, how did you feel? There's a couple questions I have, and the first one is how did you feel about? There's a whole subplot of Frederick kind of being boyishly like, "You're my girlfriend, Daphne," and Daphne going along with it, and him using it to like get long hugs or like accidentally sneak in on her in the shower and it's driving Niles crazy. I, so it's funny. Uh, I thought it, I, it was a both hit and miss with me. I thought they took it a little too far sometimes. Um, like, Oh, like Frederick sits on her lap while watching TV. Okay. That's cute. He's like seven years old. It's not cute when his whole thing at the end is like, I'm doing this uncle Niles. <laughs> like, it's like you sick bastard. But at the end of the day, he's still seven years old. I mean, I know he's Fra- Frazier and Lilith's son. So that, ch- that, do you think that actor is eight years old, seven or eight? I think he's supposed to be a seven or eight. Cause Frederick uh, is like, felt well, older than I me. guess Frederick is what? Five when Frazier older first to moves to Seattle. So yeah. and I guess maybe if we say four years have passed, maybe he's nine. If, if we're saying the same number of years have passed, but the, 
there was a weird level of horniness that I did not like coming from Frederick. So I was uncomfortable with. But that is, I know it seems like all my family and I must do is quote Frazier, but that is a something we quote often is Niles's, really, <laughs> and then just Niles constantly going, really. I liked, you may have fooled them, but I'm on to you. I did like the look that Frederick and Niles share at the end when Niles is just like, mm-hmm, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like, well, it almost felt like Niles was like, you go get it. Like, he was like, <laughs> very well, very well played, Frederick. Uh, it was just weird stuff of like him sneaking in to see her in the shower and stuff that I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, that doesn't seem so innocent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he knew what he was doing and... Yeah, mm. that's what I'm saying. That some things were a little bit of a miss for me, where I was like, "Oh." What did you think about uh, about low key softball Frazier's like his his dress and how he looked when he was in his softball attire? Uh, I I don't I don't think I had any thoughts about it. I had many thoughts, oh. and here they are. So when he goes Wait. to do batting practice, I love that he had... I, the fact that Frazier has a pair of jeans was a little surprising to me at all. The fact that he had two of them because the second pair didn't have a hole in the knee, and that he's like, oh, I have a hole in the knee of my denim. I must keep these around. Well, and also, like, you make a good point. They're not like designer jeans. They're not nice, no. like, tailored, pressed jeans. It's it's jeans you mow the lawn in, yes. and Frazier has no lawn. Yes. It was it was just funny that he had the, like I almost imagined him like it felt like he was going no 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 I can't have jeans I have to have a hole in them a, a nice American man hole in the um I so I that was good he looked good when he was in his his baseball outfit I like Niles' thing of like you look like you look like a, I, you look like a, a typical American jock yes <laughs> and Niles is like you missed the subtle diamond pattern on my tie yeah. But he is, it was a good, it was, it, he had like his hat in his back pocket. It was just, it, it, it made me believe that Kelsey Grammer plays softball. It did not necessarily make me believe that Frazier Crane plays softball. I, I have a slight problem. This is again something that doesn't hold up well. With the guy that Roz used to date at Microsoft. And I so I wrote down, so Roz has a stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Someone who used to just call you all the time and sob and stand outside your apartment. Yeah, I, I was, I've had a weird thing with stalkers. I was listening to a podcast that podcast the ride I talk about where they were talking, they were interviewing someone who used to be a Disney princess, and she was going into some of the stuff people do, and it was like, and like the kind of weird stalker culture in Japan because she was at Disney, Disney Tokyo, Tokyo Disney World, and like they will, they like walk. They wait for you after your shift's over, and they walk you to your car, and they give you big packets with, like, here are all the pictures I took of you. And, like, it's kind of a cultural thing, and they're a little bit better about it, but it's still, like, the whole time I'm listening, I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, (laughs) no. But, uh, yeah, and I like how that Frazier sat there and listened to her describe a a stalker, and then was like, can you please call him? He wants to tour Microsoft. I also thought it was weird we never figured out why. Why does Frederick want to go to Microsoft so bad? So you have to think about when this aired, which is like, what, 1997? Microsoft was like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was basically like wanting to go to where Apple or Facebook is now, you know, or like yeah. the Pixar studios. Like Microsoft, A, Frederick's a nerd. B, like, yeah, I guess that was Microsoft weird. was, I mean, Apple wasn't as cool as it is now. Facebook and everything didn't exist. So yeah, if you're in Seattle, like, can you get a tour of Microsoft? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, I'm sure it's just a bunch of like grayish cubicles, but whatever. Um, I really liked Roz in a softball outfit. That was nice. I enjoyed I enjoyed that look. Was she wearing a baseball cap with a ponytail pulled through the hole? I don't know. She really did not know. have a cap on. She did, however, have like those 
uh, grass stains yes. from doing a slide, and that was that was commendable. I I did enjoy her very quick pivot because I didn't remember what episode this is from talking about doing the conga line at the bar. She's like, and I just wanted to reach out and Fraser spins the chair around to show that Frederick's sitting in. She's like, yeah. get Frederick a welcome to Seattle hug. <laughs> There was there was a lot of like kind of interesting sexual humor in this episode, yeah. especially from Bulldog, which isn't uh, you know surprising, but and for one that has a child as like the main yes. source of conflict. What was the thing he was talking about? His dad's about having sex with ugly women. You don't look at the mantle when you're po- stoking the when you're poking the fire. Oh. <laughs> I was like, good lord! Wow, yeah, that's true. Little, little inappropes. <laughs> um, what else you got for this one? So I actually I took a lot of notes on the next one um i don't have a lot of notes on this one yeah i gotta be honest i this one was was fine yeah yeah um it's it's memorable to me in that it's where really comes from but that's that's kind of it um (laughs) i think if i was you got a rating i do i would give it you know because it's like fine i would give it like six (laughs) monogrammed train cases which is what fraser and niles took on their boy scout hike rather than knapsacks like everyone else had (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I was gonna rate it a four, but like I, I again, I liked all the softball elements, so that probably kicked it up to a five to me. So it was pretty it, boring. It's funny, now that you say this, I was gonna give it a five, and then I thought that was too harsh for a show that for an episode that has something really memorable to me in it. So, but now I feel like I do need to just give it a five because I feel like I would have given it less, but the really brings it up to a five. Okay, so five uh-huh. monogram uh-huh. train cases. Five uh, grass stains for me. Wow, we just did not. It was fine, about that but episode. I. <laughs> What? We did not care about that episode, did we? Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It just didn't really do much yeah. for me. The next one, though, I really, like, I was, like, laughing out loud at a lot of it. I don't think it was a great episode, but it was definitely, like, I was really chuckling at a few things. So, the next um, one Hit is, me up with the Netflix. Yeah. It is uh, episode 17, Roz's turn. A new on-air th- hosting spot opens up at the station, and Roz decides to go for it. That's a pretty good uh, uh Yeah, I agree. That's I, f- I feel like maybe Netflix has listened to us and gone back and retroactively updated <laughs> all of these. I'm I'm sure with with all the things they're doing worrying about Disney Plus putting out their own content, they're like, "All right, guys, gather around. We're going to listen to this <laughs> this week's episode of Craniac." Well, you know, funny enough, I know the West Wing Weekly probably has a much bigger listenership than we do, but they found out that an episode of the West Wing that was filmed live um, is actually 50 minutes long when it aired on network TV, like the live episode is, but the syndicated version is 42 minutes. And they were like, mm-hmm. just really mad that we were missing eight minutes of the show. Um, those of us who watch it on Netflix and Netflix has now put up the 50 minute long episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> so never, never believe, never doubt that you can make a change in the world. Um, speaking of the West Wing, I was sure that uh, we have another return in this episode. BB comes back, and I was sure that her secretary was Miss What's Her Name from the West Wing. Oh, it is Mrs. Landingham. It's Captain. It Houston. is. Yes. I thought I looked it up on IMDb and it, I didn't see her. No, it is. I I saw her name in the credits. I knew the minute they walked into her office. I was like, Mrs. Landingham. That's weird because when I looked it up on my phone, like, yeah, of so known for Desperate Housewives, Hostage, Wedding Crashers, and Bedtime Stories. No, she's known for West Wing. Yeah, so. How dare you? How so dare we, you, IMDb? So I guess um, I've played this game with friends there it before. Is. The IMDb game, which is you throw out an actor and you have to come up with the four movies or TV shows that are listed under known for. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is random things, so it yeah. can be hard. 
Well, now I feel I'm, I'm glad that I did catch her because I was I, I was like I thought it was her, and I just all right, all yeah, right. Also, I I mean, good for Catherine. What's Houston. her name in the show? In Fraser or West Wing? In West Wing, Mrs. Landingham. Landingham. Dolores. For Landingham. some reason, I keep I keep thinking it's Miss Haversham, but that's like that's great expectations. Great expectations, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. But both um, lads had lives, but um, <laughs> oh, Miss Landingham had a good life. She just left, didn't she? Um. She had two sons, and they were twins, and they were killed in World War Two or Vietnam. Vietnam, I think. Her, her, I was about to say, her, if her kids were killed, <laughs> no, they weren't killed in World War Two. In she, Vietnam. Unless she had kids very young. Um, and, and on oh. Christmas Eve. And so... Well, then I guess I don't remember much and, about the West Wing. And then she gets killed in a car accident. Spoiler! At the end of season two. So, you know... She only lasts two seasons? Mm-hmm. Fun story about how... Not fun, but interesting story about how... Uh, <laughs> she came to get written off the show because she was a recurring character so they didn't have her optioned like basically she could go on other auditions and stuff they didn't like have an exclusivity on her and so um she went out for a role on Desperate Housewives which I think she ended up winning an Emmy for and um told Aaron Sorkin it was like a holiday party or something and she maybe it was Aaron Sorkin or Tommy Schlamy or one of the other people who was really high up in the creation of the West Wing and like they were out smoking at the holiday party and she was like hey so by the way like I'm going out for this pilot or this new series or whatever um and they were kind of like huh okay the night then he was like well guess we're gonna kill Mrs. Landingham off (laughs) so it was kind of like be careful what you say to them at the holiday party well Aaron Sorkin kind of catches me as kind of a big jerk so he was more that he thought wouldn't that be such an interesting conflict and curveball to throw at president bartlett because mrs mm. lanningham is so important um I'm, I'm just i'm i'm patting myself on the back that i caught her um well we're gonna back up a little bit because this episode yeah. just has some gems to talk about yes so the crux of the episode is that one Gertie the Garden Lady, I think, um, is the show, gets a TV deal. So there's an open spot at the station for a new show. And Roz, it turns out, and this seems a little out of nowhere, out of the blue, but Roz decides that she wants to go out to host her own, go out for audition for it to host her own show. And that's something she's always mm-hmm. wanted to do. And I'm kind of like, that's nothing that <coughs> Roz has ever alluded to before. And her idea for the show is talk about dating in Seattle. And boy, I gotta be honest, the, the her like I thought the episode was gonna be like Frazier encourages her and she gets better because nothing she did was interesting. No. No, no. So like tell me about your favorite date. Yeah. And also, like, Ross is way more interesting than this is letting on. I, I, well, exactly. I was like, and, I mean, she even says that. She's like, I'm like, wasn't sassy or, you know, funny or anything. And I was just, I was kind of like, Roz. For somebody who's always wanted to do this, you kind of have no idea as to what you want. And somebody who produces a radio show, you have no idea how to do this. And do you think the fact that she wants to do it comes back at all? Uh, if you're asking that you can remember, a, no, I don't ever recall that happening. It might yeah. happen, but uh, um, I mean, it's they kind of do that for a little bit. They have a, a practice. It's it's just now that I'm talking about this episode, I feel like I maybe don't like it as much, but I, I, I did genuinely laugh. They have some kind of a practice episode at Fraser's house, but, but she's like feeding lines to people to like Niles and, and Daphne and Fraser, And so like, it's just kind of like she's written stuff. And the whole point of this thing is to be spontaneous. They should have really talked about their legitimate, what they legitimately thought about things. And she yeah. should have responded to it. And when she finally gets that out of Martin, she doesn't have a response to it. Cause Martin's 
response is so well done, which yes. is a really funny scene where he's like, bow down to the master. Yes. I, I just like when he said, when she's like, tell me about your, you know, about first dates. They're like, oh, you're going to talk to dad about that? And he's like, the crane man with a girlfriend, raise your hand. And he was like, keep him up. I need to count. Yeah. He really like, and then he had like a very beautiful, thoughtful answer, yeah. and it was it was nice. Well, but you, and then I like I like Daphne and Roz both kind of going. Huh. Ah. <laughs> like, well, you, you also make a good point though with that when she basically set up Niles and Daphne and Fraser with the problems they were going to quote call in with, and then she had nothing to say in response. I was like, this is like knowing the questions to a test before you take it. Also, uh, Kramer's uh, Kramer, Lord <laughs> Fraser's. You've done that Fraser's before. Life. I uh, yeah, Fraser's longshoreman voice was wonderful. <laughs> yes, I kept waiting for him to be like shiver me timbers. <laughs> yes, it was it was just it just made me laugh. Um, I also liked when Daphne was describing like all the things she's like. I've tried doing. I've tried uh, cooking dinner and nothing but high heels and an apron. I've tried this. I've tried this, and he just doesn't seem interested. He's like uh, Niles. Do you have anything to say? And he's like. I, I don't know. It's all her problem. Quick, ask her more things that I'm not finding. He's like, he's like, well, dear, you haven't even said all of it. Tell me more things you've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, but it quickly, the, like, it's, it, the, the show kind of changes halfway through, like, and I guess, like, it's act two thing is then they bring in BB and BB's there trying to, like, offload a bus, a bus of talent in order to, uh, get them the hosting job and she overhears Fraser say well you know I just there's a little part of me that hopes she doesn't get it because I like her as a producer so much and so BB torpedoes uh Roz's interview and makes it says it's basically like Fraser will quit if you if she he loses producer so he screws it up for Roz I, so I, I actually thought Roz made such a good point to Fraser. she was like she's your representative yes. She is yes. like she's associated with you and all of her tricks and backstabbing and everything all just reflects poorly on you. I was like, Roz, this is a it, fantastic point. That felt like modern sitcom writing. Yes. I feel like more modern sitcom writings, they take a step away from goofy or farcical to put in a nice little point. They do it in like Parks a lot of the Michael Schur stuff, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. Good Place. All that stuff. And this felt like that here where Roz is like, let me give you an actual really good point, not just because I'm being petty and we need this setup. We need we need this setup to move into the third act of this sitcom. It was, this is, she is bad for you and here's why. And it's interesting because, uh, kind of to skip to the end, he does get rid of BB. Like, is she gone? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I hope the next the next episode is her taking her revenge. Um, it, it becomes like a like a like a thriller. Well, when they when they go when Raza and Fraser storm BB's office so Fraser can fire her, BB tells her um, secretary Mrs. Lanningham, always a secretary, never the boss, Mrs. Lanningham, <laughs> um, to code red. We're about to lose one, <laughs> and then they institute yeah, yeah, this yeah. elaborate farce of how hard BB's life is. She's popping pills. She's and- taking a. Yeah, she's taking a lot of medication for a cardiac thing. A mild her, cardiac she has thing. Her, a mild cardiac thing. A uh, her sister gets in a car wreck. Her niece calls, but it's really Miss Lavisham. I keep forgetting already. Landing ham. It's Miss Haversham. <laughs> um. Well, so this is another thing that <laughs> is frequently quoted in my parents' house is Auntie Bibi. <laughs> 
when Mrs. Lanham calls to pretend to be the niece. And she's like, anything precious. So good. It's, it's, I love that they have like a whole thing in play. And they, they show it again because the cold closes, which we should go back to the cold closing of the last one. But the cold closing of this one is she apparently has a, a client with a monkey. Like an old man yes. with a monkey. Someone who doesn't really look like an actor. Like, like when I say it doesn't look like an actor, like doesn't look like... It looks like they grab the crew member and go, we have a really funny idea for a gag, and Friends is filming next door. We can grab their monkey. Yes. <laughs> like, here we go. Um, I, I, I like that, that he dumped BB. I mean, you know, like, BB's a fun character and everything, but, like, I, 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 like you said, I like that Roz had a very good point. I like that it led to some comedy. Maybe she shows up again because now she's Roz's representative. Um, well, I, so that, that's one thing is at the end, Roz decides to hire bb um bb makes a great point roz has a great voice it'll be good for voiceovers mm-hmm. and she'd be good for television she'd be good for your photo shoots yeah. radio jingles anything she's perfect yeah, just you know reading a phone book to ryan as he goes to sleep just hey <laughs> <laughs> <A>, anthony anderson <laughs> <laughs> uh, also I, I wrote down i mean i put this in all caps so you know i meant it i wrote down roz's hair is fantastic roz had a fan- looks real good she had fantastic hair days this entire episode oh my gosh i i think she cut it a little short recently and she's kind of letting it still be that length mm-hmm. but like fell out and this is the kind of stuff i'm talking about on this podcast she, uh, her, i mean she, i think she does have because when her hair was in a ponytail i think she has very thick hair because when her hair was mm-hmm. in a ponytail that was a very like thick ponytail so i was like oh must break so many hair bands but breaking hair bands feels like something i've only come to realize is an issue since i've been married it is an issue. oh when been it out ha- tara's like tara's like damn it i broke it Oh, I'm like what? Oh, so worst. I'm I'm just trying to think. I should just carry some in my pocket in my wallet. You you would be a hero to Tara when they break, because <laughs> um, it always happens when you're like never happens when you're at home. It always happens when you're out and you only have that one hairband. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, you wanna you wanna rate this one? Um, I think I have some LOLs actually. Um, Let's see. Your I LOLs. really liked at the beginning when uh, Niles was uh, ambushed by the Walnut Queen Esme, Esme Bean and he ended up buying a table for 10 to her doll museum fundraiser So and the bit where he keeps standing up and trying to sell his tickets yes so uh, there are two things about that one didn't Niles at one point have a date with the fruit on the bottom yogurt queen yes heiress <laughs> yes the heir to the fruit on the bottom yogurt uh, empire fortune. I, uh, so, I mean, I, I just, I can't wait for the next food heiress he's going to, to meet. Um, and when, uh, Fraser says he's not going to buy seats, he says, I support the arts, Niles, not the crafts. Not the crafts. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, one. and then when BB sees both Bulldog, sees Bulldog and says, how's my favorite client? And then sees that Fraser's there and she says, alert the judges, we have a tie. I don't know why <laughs> that just like tickled me so much. Um, oh, and then- she's so good at being slimy. And then when she told Roz as she was leaving, she was like, wait, that voice. I love it. It's like a nun with a past. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, made me, it made me really happy. Also, just the whole, uh, I guess, the, the annoyance of buying a table somewhere and then having to fill the table is something that, not, not that I buy a lot of tables to charitable events. <laughs> I was about to say. But, I was about to say, you're going to come off as real relatable <laughs> with this anecdote. <laughs> But, like, I've worked at places where, like, they will they buy tables and then they, like, go around and ask us all to fill it. And, like, nine times out of ten, it's not great. But occasionally it's, like, mm. fun and you get a pair of Ray-Bans. I used to work in the vision industry, guys. And I got these types of things. <laughs> yes, this exact story has happened to me as well. So, 
<laughs> sometimes you have to fill a table when you get Ray-Bans. Anyway, right, guys? Anyone? Am I right? Or are you doing ice luge? Ladies! <laughs> that happened at, uh, happened at a gala I went to. They had, like, the ice luge shots thing where they, like, poured shots down mm. the ice luge. Yeah, that was fun. I, um... <laughs> We had those at our company party, and I just didn't want to do them because I knew most of the people whose mouths were on those things. Yeah, that so I was is like, the, no, thank you. I see. You have to wait till you've been drinking a little bit, and then you think it's a great idea. So, Well, you also have to do the one that's almost pure alcohol, like tequila or mm-hmm. something, because the one that's Jägermeister, there's other stuff in there. Liqueurs aren't cleansing alcohol. Yes, yes. Yeah, you need a nice purifying alcohol. Exactly. Um, so, okay. Now do you have a rating? this one i can't go much higher um, um yes i do um you know i think i would give this one um seven uh pill bottles uh i <laughs> um i think that was close to what i was gonna, I was gonna do seven dixie cups because <laughs> i like that she put it in a dixie cup and gave it to her to yep. the theatricality of it same rating two or seven i thought it was a little you know it was pretty it was it was funny i legitimately laughed out loud it was I don't think Tara knew I was watching Frasier because the first one I didn't laugh out loud and then all of a sudden I was just up here like <laughs> and she started me downstairs. <laughs> but um, yeah. So if you guys uh, got any good let's see what do we talk Oh I want to go back to- actually screw that or skip that. Boy we're going to have to cut off a lot of this. Anyway the previous episode's cold closing when they brought in a celebrity guest at the last <gasps> Oh second. yes! Yes! Bobby Sherman! With zero lines in a yes. quick scene. Like, that was so, so did you Question. Do you know who Bobby Sherman is? Did you know who he was before this episode? Had you heard of him? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't know who he is now. I thought, I thought that that wasn't a real celebrity. And then... Oh, like a, um, a made-up one? I, nope, it is. Yes. And then I looked him up on Wikipedia, and he was kind of like a, in the era of the monkeys and stuff. Kind of one of those teen crooners, mm. I think. Interestingly, though... He appeared as a guest star on an episode of a show called Emergency with an exclamation point and was fascinated by EMTs and paramedics and is then trained to become an EMT, left showbiz, trained to become an EMT and is, and then a police officer and taught like life-saving to police academy recruits and is now a like commander in the LAPD. Part of the reason I I love having you as a co-host is because you go from, I had no idea who Bobby Sherman is, to like, I am very passionate about some things that Bobby Sherman has done. I just think it was such an interesting career pivot. Like, you didn't become, like, a lawyer. I I totally agree with you, but it's just like, you weren't like, oh, isn't that cool? You were like, I don't know who this is. And then you're like, let me tell you, don't you dare talk poorly about Bobby Sherman, American hero. He gave up You you know, I've... I've taken so many of those different, like, personality tests, like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and, like, you know, your number and, like, strengths quest and everything. And, the like, one of the common things throughout all of the answers I get is the thirst for knowledge. And that as soon as you hear about something, you're like, I'm going to go learn everything about it. Yeah. And, like, like as soon as I see a movie, I then go read the IMDb page and I read the trivia on the IMDb page for it. Like, that's why I love those, like, long-form podcasts, because I learn just so much about, like, one person. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think I I would never refer to you as a uh, dorky or nerdy person, but, like, you have the kind of, like, obsession with learning things that I think a lot of, like, fandom people do. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, 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 only mine is like Star Wars and stuff, and yours is like Bobby Sherman, EMT. <laughs> he has saved but, lives. 
Well, guys, if you've got a favorite Bobby Sherman uh, uh, album or uh, I don't know, like if you want, if you have a good story. He had one platinum single and three gold. Oh, my God. (laughs) His wife's name. His wife's name is Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) She's not. She's looking up. She's looking up into the air when she's doing this. She's not reading this. No, it's true. I I do not have anything in front of me about Bobby Sherman. Guys, send us an email to tell us how cool you think Laura is. I'm unemployed right now, okay? I have a lot of time (laughs) on my hands. (laughs) We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at gmail.com. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Search for Craniacs Frasier Podcast on Facebook. That's where a lot of things we reference end up. uh, And we kind of talk with the community. Tell your friends about it. Have them come join the fun. Get them listening to the podcast. Uh, we you you know everything we're we're on because you already listened to us, so leave us a very good review on one of those platforms. Uh, not four star and below. If you feel the necessity to write a four star or lower review, Laurel has a suggestion of how you can better spend your time. I do. Uh, I listen to on my fifteen hundred mile drive from DC. I listen to many podcasts, many hours of podcasts in the car. And actually, this is a recommendation that you gave me. Mm. Um, that I am now co-signing, so we share this. Um, I listened to some episodes of Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan Needs mm. a Friend. Um, I can't say I love the overall premise of the podcast, which is that Conan has no friends, and, like, you, you, I, I know it's, like, a joke, but I just, I don't think it's very, like, I don't know, believable or whatever, but it's basically long-form interviews, discussions with all of his, like, celebrity friends, and I listened to, I've listened to maybe five episodes of it, and have enjoyed each of them. Uh, how do you like Matt Gorley? Oh, um, he hasn't been too big of a presence on the ones that I listen, because a few of them he was out of town for, and it turns out that they were, um, they had another guy impersonate his voice. Yes! That was amazing to me. Yes. He's like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Just, they're, they're like, <laughs> and we, and we, I didn't know what happened. They're like, and we've got Matt here. And he's like, hi. <laughs> and and I listen to multiple other podcasts with Matt Gorley. Oh. I listen to James Bonding. I listen oh. to uh, Friday the 13th podcast. His his wife was actually the person I was talking about on the other podcast who used to be a Disney princess who was being interviewed. Oh. Um, he They met at Universal like they both used to be disney and universal actors so that's how they met and then like he went on the show and then he's he suggested she go on the show she was fascinating too it's kind of it's it's very interesting learning how they cast and all the like rules for disney princesses Um, but anyway you should share that episode to the group or just send it to me because i would actually just love to listen to that episode of podcast yeah and you might actually like start in the the hosts are again they're like they're like nerds for podcasts and they're very much like know everything about stuff but um yeah so i'm i'm glad you enjoyed yeah, it i uh, um, some highlight episodes for me there's two particularly that i want to um highlight one is lin-manuel miranda's which is, really is good. so i mean if, if you if you know nothing about lin-manuel miranda or you're kind of like oh yeah he wrote hamilton it's just a, it is a delight of an episode oh that was me. I was like that. Yeah, but oh, it was very good. So good. He comes across as so sincere in everything. Yeah, I think he just must be that sincere. <laughs> I, well, 
I mean, he is an excellent actor, so no, who knows? No, he's actually... But I, I choose to believe... No, he's not actually that good of an actor. That's the thing. <laughs> he's like a, no, he's, he's just like a really good writer and musician, but I don't think he's that good mm. of an actor. Um, his episode's good, and Mega Mullally and Nick Offerman's is good as well. Theirs so, is really good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you need to to kickstart your, your listening on that podcast, I highly recommend it. It's Conan... Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend or Conan Needs a Friend, something like that. It's Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Okay. There we go. Yes, that is our suggestion this week for your second favorite podcast. Your first, yes. so of course, always mean Craniacs. So, in in the interim, until you get a new episode of Craniacs, check out Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Thank you.